Welcome to Call to Think. This is a podcast for you if you want to take yourself professionally or something that you are creating to the next level. My name is Magdalena Bibik and every Tuesday I give you strategies and hacks and food for thought so that your journey can become smoother, easier, uh, quicker, whatever you need. And today's episode is called The Devil is in the Details because I do believe that the devil is in the details. That those tiny little details can be the difference between getting a a, a client or not getting a client, closing a deal or not closing a deal, being chosen or being rejected. And those little details that I'm going to talk about today are quite specific and you may or may not agree with me. What I want to give you this time is some insights to maybe start thinking bigger because the details I'm going to talk about they all have one thing in common and that is they make you seem sound present yourself larger than you did before or than you would have and the first detail I'm going to talk about is about what we write and what we say there are big words and there are small words Uh, The other day I wrote something on LinkedIn about, um, in Sweden, there there is a common phrase saying, I sit as a boss of, instead of I work as a boss of XYZ. And oftentimes we use that phrase, I sit as, which, which is a small and passive phrase and passive word, because if you sit, there would be equivalent of holding a chair of something. Um, But if I sit as a boss, implicitly it could mean that I just sit there and do nothing. Of course that is not true but the perception of somebody sitting as a boss or holding a chair is different than somebody operating as because that is an active word. That is a word that has movement, moving us forward, making us sound like as if we were doing something and there are a lot of small words and big words that we can use in our communication and the thing is the more big words we use the more we prime ourselves to seem bigger, think bigger, do more. And it's kind of, I I don't want you to at the same time blow up your ego and just over over promote yourself uh, and then not live up to that. But so so I don't want you to to overdo it, but I, I don't want you to overuse the big words, but I want you to stop using small words. And that is a very important distinction. So as as the first task of this episode, or maybe the only task really, to be honest, uh, I want you to look through what you have written recently and, and watch out how you speak about yourself and others and see if you're using small words or if you are diminishing yourself. Imagine somebody praising you for something you have done and you would say something like, oh, no, that was nothing. Oh, like, no, please stop doing that because the way you present yourself to potential clients, to the market, to people you network with, will be the perception they have of you. Because they they will take it at face value. A lot of people do. They will not think twice about it. And if they constantly hear you talk down yourself or your performances or your achievements, that they will start doing the same. And then you have somebody who doesn't talk down their performances and achievements and themselves and who seems more... Um, interesting, intriguing, more competent even with the way they speak about themselves and the work they do. And maybe they even don't have to. Maybe you are so much better, but the way you speak about yourself, that little detail 
suddenly becomes not so little. Some, suddenly it becomes the difference between your clients choosing the person who speaks largely about themselves versus you if you don't if, if you use small words and expressions so please start talking by yourself and your work as you would be talking about other people and this is we we, we do this perhaps out of you know politeness we, we don't want to blow our ego up or we don't want to blow ourselves up over somebody else yeah sure but be pragmatic about the fact that you are actually worthy of speaking about yourself in a way so that it seems interesting for your potential clients and customers. So it has nothing to do with bragging or it, it just has to do with delivering your message in a way so that your clients um, can get a right picture of you. Don't stop diminishing yourself. In Sweden we have this um, mindset called Jante Law. I'm sure if you have contact with Swedes you've heard about this. Um, meaning that who do you think you are do not do, do not think you are something special which to me who is not Swedish um, I think it's it's crazy I think it's you know bunkers of course you are somebody you need to tell the world who you are you need to tell the world what you're good at so please do that but the other detail I want to talk to you about is uh, actually physical appearance and that has nothing with the body size and nothing at all nothing what I want to emphasize though is being intentional with what you wear how you walk how you present yourself your body language because if you are not you paint a picture of yourself um, that may not be in your favor um, and there are different aspects to it and you may or may not agree with me I do think that everybody should be able to express themselves with what they wear and how they present themselves yes but there are certain codes um, in certain contexts and environments uh, that I actually think you should follow um, first you, you I think that you should always be intentional with what you wear in terms of uh, don't just put stuff on and think that they will work think about what you wear and why because everything that you wear will be a part of your persona a part of what people think of you a part of how people see you and if you their image of them is like that you don't care then maybe you don't care about your work and I know I'm being kind of harsh now um, and it's not my intention to insult anybody in any way I'm just this is the harsh, harsh truth if you're building your personal, if you're aware of your personal branding, that this should be important to you. Um, I myself always, always wear black clothes exclusively. That's for aesthetic reasons. I just enjoy it. I think that I look better in, in an outfit that is all black. And I do love the, the black. Is it a color? Is it not a color? I love black clothes. I think black clothes look generally best out of any clothes on anybody. And if I can decide that I will always black, well, black, top to bottom, always. However, I have also noticed that it has helped me professionally. Not only are people being curious, like, oh, you're always wearing black, that's cool. Uh, but also, I can't stand the scenarios. And I'm sorry if I'm, if, if I'm making women angry now, but I cannot stand the scenarios when in a photo of a leadership board, of, of a group of professionals 
men are wearing, wearing black or navy or, or brown or nude muted colors and then the women are wearing all bright all colorful i'm sorry for what i'm about to say but i'm not sorry because this is my opinion i'm sorry if i if you get offended every time i have wore colors people have taken my opinion differently than if i go to the same meeting wearing all black i say exactly the same thing i i present my opinion in exactly the same way if i come as a colorful explosion of rainbow anything i pink people will not take me as seriously is it a bad word that we live in maybe yes or no but if i adapt and if i align my colors what i'm wearing with the rest of the group they will take me more seriously or at least i will feel like more part of the group and then they will listen to me more this is one detail that i have discovered that i constantly try to say to people i'm not gonna ask you to not express yourself with clothes but i'm asking you to adapt what you are wearing to the context that you are in boring kind of do i wear colorful clothes in context that demand colorful clothes no but i'm not in the context that demand colorful clothing and this is hard to hear i'm sorry but maybe that's the detail and the, the last detail is about how you deliver stuff is your delivery on point do you deliver a hundred percent regardless of what it is that you are doing or do you only care to deliver a hundred percent for the gigs that you are really interested in and you couldn't be bothered about the rest um the entire picture of how you deliver anything will establish whether you get high paid paying clients or whether you get more gigs or not if you be chosen or rejected and here i have a theory that is kind of interesting and i've had a lot of arguments about this throughout the years and it's that people sometimes deliver more on a high paid assignment than on a non-paid or less paid assignment although they said yes to delivering that to doing that job and to me if i have said yes to something that doesn't pay much or nothing at all i'm still going to deliver my 100% because once upon a time i've agreed to do this job and i think the same should go for you and if you don't want that don't say yes to low paying assignments i also think that this may sound a little bit hard because it's not as easy as you as it sounds to say yes or, or no to gigs because sometimes you have to say yes to anything but if that is your case that it's even more important to always deliver on point even if you're not getting paid as much just yet so this detail is very very important because you cannot choose to be your best at one certain point and be mediocre on another certain point because your mediocre work will be the standard of your work because if you're mediocre most of the times and you're delivering on point to one gig who will remember that gig people remember the next five minutes aristotle somebody said excellent is not a destination it's the next five minutes so i want you to your to, your next five minutes to be so good so that every little detail is on point is it hard work in the beginning it is 
But when, when this becomes second nature to you, it will not be very difficult because your details will be there. Your little details on how you speak, how you present yourself, how you deliver will be there. So you need to kind of do the, the, the uh, starting work of creating the mindset where every little detail counts because the devil is in the details. The most important detail of them all though, we haven't even mentioned it, but a lot of content of that, that is available in this podcast is about this. So I'm not going to go further into this. I'm asking you to scroll back in the uh, in the feed because you will find a lot about this. The, the most important detail of them all, switch your mindset from yourself to the customer, to the client, please. Because the, the moment you do that, the moment your default mindset is about somebody else than yourself, then magic happens. So if you only take away one detail, oh, I want you to take away all the details here and make them yours, uh, how you speak, how you present yourself, how you deliver, and how you shift your mindset from yourself to somebody else will make all the difference for you. If you needed to hear this, great. It wasn't my intention to be hard on you, but at the same time, I want results for you. So uh, take this, make it yours, and I'll be here for you next time. Take care.